What's up, everybody? Today, we are going to do grades for DeLon Wright and Landry Shaman, and we're going to talk about Ryan Rollins and his saga because he just signed with the Milwaukee Bucks in the two-way deal. Should the Washington Wizards have given him a second chance? Let's talk about it next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. And we appreciate you guys making Locked On Wizards your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. And uh, today we are going to do a grade for recently departed <laughs> DeLon Wright and Landry Shaman. And then we're going to leave asking the question. Should the Washington Wizards have given Ryan Rollins a second chance because he just signed a two-way deal with the Milwaukee Bucks? So we're going to explore that. So let's get into it, E. Um, looking at DeLon Wright, obviously um, he just was uh, recently uh, waived or bought out, rather. He was uh, bought out by the Washington Wizards and is intending on upon clearing waivers, obviously, signing with the Miami Heat. So uh, real quick, um, how, how do you feel about that? Um, him being bought out and him going to Miami? I'm happy for him, man. I'm happy that he's going to be on a playoff team. This is that's awesome for him and uh, going to the Miami Heat, the Heat culture. I think he fits right in to their culture, just his motor. And this season, he kind of didn't look like the same guy. He wasn't really moving as quickly or as fluidly offensively. He was kind of, you know, taking some elevated shots as well. But you look at his minutes ever since Brian Keith. Started coaching the team. He was getting like three minutes here, five minutes here, six minutes there. There's really no point in having him on the team. And, um, you know, it opens up more space for younger guys to get some more minutes. We'll see what happens with that. But, uh, no, this is great for him, man. He's a great defender. Uh, I think he'll be great coming off the bench for the Heat, too. I mean, this is this is the perfect match for him. I think it's a perfect situation for him uh, with Miami Heat culture. I think he fits right in. I mean, still with deflections, I think he was better last year by far. Because when we saw him get injured, our defense was awful. Yeah. And you saw the impact that it, that, it, that it had with him being out uh, last year uh, rather than when he missed some games this year. It wasn't – it didn't – the defense didn't look much less. But last year it was like, wow, it was night and day with the defense. We were so awful when he left the team. But, yeah, steals and deflections is the name of his game, getting deflections, getting steals. Breaking up passes, all kinds of stuff, getting in the passing lanes, just having a quick motor. That's that's his best attribute there. And um, yeah, I wish him the best. I think I think this is a great move. Maybe Landry Shamet. I know we're gonna talk about him a little bit later, but I think he's he might be next. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. He's getting a little bit more minutes. He's getting like 15 to 17 minutes here and there. But um, yeah, I give him this season, last season, I would probably give him around an A minus. Yeah. If, if you're just talking about defense, you you're talking about an A. Uh overall, probably like a B plus this year, honestly, both sides have kind of been not what it not what it was or what it used to be. Four points a game to assist, thirty nine percent from the field, thirty six percent from the three. So yeah, I, I'd probably give him about a, a really like a C or C like a B minus C plus this year. But he hasn't really played much. And then you look at last year, he was in the ninety ninth percentile for steals per seventy five possessions, ninety eighth percentile in deflections last year. I mean, he was incredible last year but this year i probably give him like a b minus a c plus this year 
Yeah, I'm looking at around a C, C minus, because injuries. Um, mm. he just hasn't been the same player, and I think the leadership is still there. It's just last year, he really showed how important he was and how important of a move he was. You know, I always thought he was a it was a really good under the radar move because um he probably he provided a lot of leadership of a uh, veteran presence and his defensive prowess on the second unit was key. I mean, if you look at last year when he was out of the lineup, man, this, the, overall the team defense got worse, but especially for the second team. So he was very important to the second team as far as their defensive identity. Um, but yeah, I mean, the simple size, you know, the injuries, um, the, 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 you know, the inconsistent minutes, it's just a lot of factors. I think that the grading is not really on the line is on this situation. It's just unfortunate how, you know, he, he didn't really have a productive season. You know, you, you, you're, you're, you just said his stat line, I mean, four points, you know, non-factors. So, um, but Let's not take away from the fact that on defense, he was a dog. I mean, like I said, he provided great defense on the second team, great defensive identity on the second team, leadership in the second team. So I, I believe that every bench unit needs a long right. And, you know, just a leader on the second unit and a guy who can defend at a high level and can spread the floor. So, um, yeah, it's just it's, it's tough to really grade him because it's just it's unfortunate. I mean, injuries, inconsistent minutes. But, I mean, DeLon, like I said, I didn't really follow him too much in his career. I mean, I am an NBA fan, but I probably, you know, look at Wizards games and Wizards players. But um, I was iffy on us signing him from the get-go, to be honest with you. But when I saw that, what he provided the scene, it, to me, he was probably one of the best under-the-radar moves we made as far as role guys in the organization because he came in, he did his job. He did it at a high level. He's not a player who's going to wow you. He's not a guy who's going to drop 20 points a night. He's not a guy who's going to drive the lane like John Wall. He's a guy that came in and did his job. You know, so, um, I, you know, like I said, um, definitely thank you for your service um, and try to get that win, try to get that championship in Miami. Because, And, again, like you said, he, he does fit with the Heat culture, what the Heat is trying to do. Um, the Heat culture is a very structured culture. You know, they have high expectations, and I think that he could definitely fit into that. And – do well so yeah i'm looking at a c and like i said maybe even a c minus because it's just a very uneventful season but a lot of that is not on him but i think he does fit in well in miami what they're trying to do yeah delon ray will always be known for that raptor series when he cooked the wizards in the oh, playoff yeah. <laughs> yeah like what 20 points or something yeah. like that. it was ridiculous how he just came off the bench and torched us but uh no i mean he was a he was a good professional uh you know i mean of course he uh he was yelling at Jordan Poole one, one game, but that doesn't really matter. But I think he'll fit right in with the Miami Heat. And yeah, it was it was time it was time for sure. And when we signed him, yeah, I thought it was a good deal. It was like a veteran not I'm sorry, not the veteran. It was the mid-level exception deal. So yeah. about ten million dollars. And then with the buyout, I was reading the buyout. Um, of course, it's like, you know, they they give up their money to essentially yeah. leave the team. And then uh, one definition definition says when a team waves a player, the player gets his freedom. And the team must pay the remaining salary of the player when a player is bought out. The team and the player sit down and verbally agree that in exchange for the player's freedom, the team gets a break from the remainder of the player's salary. So um, definitely some interesting wording there. But, I mean, you know, so he moves on, and and I wish him the best with the, with the Miami Heat. Absolutely, man. I enjoyed him here in D.C. And definitely go do your thing in South Beach, man, because you can't be mad at the location. I'm just right. saying. So, um, <laughs> But I think the one thing to look at real quick before we move on is who takes up those minutes. I mean, I'm looking mm. at one guy, Johnny Davis. We've got to see Johnny <laughs> Davis, man. Like, do we see yeah. Johnny? You know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I think this is definitely an opportunity where let's give Johnny some minutes. So um, there's definitely something we're going to talk about in the future, especially in the second half of the season. But we're going to go ahead and move on. 
And we're going to do a grade for Landry Shamit, the sharpshooter off the bench. But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. So you're wondering, right? What is Prize Picks? Well, it is actually America's number one fantasy sports app with over 300 members, or 300 million members. Lord, we are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. You pick more than or less than on two to six players, and the stat projections and watch the winnings roll. And is that simple? It's demon time on Prize Picks. Oh, you can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn 10 bucks into a thousand dollars. Wow. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. You can win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. That is all you got to do. So all you got to do is go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use promo code locked on NBA for a first deposit matchup to $100. And again, all you have to do is go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use promo code locked on NBA for a first deposit matchup to $100. And Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24 7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the Free Fire TV channels app. So let's get into it. Landry Shamit, man. <laughs> um, next up on the block to be graded. And Kai, I mean, it's, it's interesting to really grade him. I'm, I'm going to let you grade him real quick. But um, it kind of kind of like DeLon Wright in, in other ways, man. Um, you know, his minutes are fluctuating here and there. But he has provided quality, quality points and minutes off the bench. So, um, looking at Landry Shaman, what, uh, what are you grading him at the midseason point? It's so hard to grade him, too. I, <laughs> I feel like he's been in and out of the lineup, and then when yeah. he does play, he doesn't get a lot of minutes, too. So, I give him about a, a B-plus now because of I love the feistiness that he showed yeah. against Larry Nance, and I like that. We need a lot of dogs on this team. We need a lot of guys who are willing to – you know, get physical with people and just not take any stuff from other people. I like that because, you know, we have a lot of nice guys on the roster, but we need some mean guys. So I like that out of him against Larry Nance for sure. Uh, but, yeah, he, he's more athletic than what I thought Landry Shamet was. Um, he can shoot the three. Of course, we all knew that. Uh, he's good coming off the bench. For his role, he's just a really good guy to come off the bench and knock down threes. I think he's a guy that would kind of be in a good situation where DeLon Wright is, where he's coming off the bench for a playoff team. Kind of like how Landry came off the bench with the Suns and the Clippers as well. And he had to start a couple games for the Clippers too. But um, I think that's just where he's better suited on a playoff team, on a competitive team, just coming off the bench, being a knockdown shooter, yeah, being a sharp shooter. Uh, so just looking at some of his numbers, seven points a game, one rebound, um, which is which is okay for coming off the bench. You know, it's not it's not great, but thirty five percent from the from the three. And um, 81% from the free throw line. So I, I think he's been okay for the minutes that he's gotten. And uh, I probably give him like a B, a solid B. I mean, you look at Keith when he came in. I mean, all, all his minutes have been kind of the same. It's been like 18, 19, yeah. 16, 15 minutes. So it's kind of like they have him on a timer, basically. It's like, okay, we're just going to give you 10 to 15 minutes, and that's it. Yeah. And you talk about Johnny, it's like if they do end up, end up buying out Landry, which who knows if they do, but if they do end up doing that, then you can probably give that 15 to Johnny instead, or at least give that 10, those 10 minutes to Johnny instead. And I think that would probably be the right move. And, but I do like Landry. I think he plays hard, but for a team that's rebuilding, trying to 
see what the young guys can do. I think yeah. you can possibly give those 10 to 13 minutes away to uh, Johnny Davis instead or split them between Johnny and Pat Bowen. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm actually a big fan of Shamit. Um, I was very surprised to see that man got ups. I mean, because my, the, you know, like I said, I didn't watch him exclusively just from highlights from watching other games. Um, but to me, he seemed like a sharpshooter, which he is. Um, but he's got the ability to attack the basket. And, and like you say, he's got a dog, man. I mean, Larry Nance Jr., like I said, I don't understand why he got the T because if you look at the replay, I mean, Larry Nance picked him up by his rear end and put him on the court. Like, what else do you think he was going to do in that situation, man? So um, I like the dog in him, the fight. You know, we need, like you said, E, uh, we've been saying this for a couple of years now, man. We need more dogs in this team. We need, you know, the choir boys, you know, they need to kind of make room for some dogs, man, because we need guys who have that attitude, you know what I'm saying, who's willing to fight, who are willing to die for loose balls. You know, so um, I definitely love the fight. I love the ups. You know, I think, I mean, looking at his age, man, he's 26 years old. So, um I mean, he doesn't necessarily – I mean, I, I get the point of view where he's holding up potential minutes for Johnny Davis, and I definitely agree with that. Um, but, I mean, he's got a couple of years left on his deal. So, uh, you know, I, I haven't heard much right now as, you know, any kind of news of them buying him out. But it's going to be interesting to see what they do as far as him and Johnny Davis going forward because, you know, to a certain degree, they're going to have to choose one of the two, you know, <laughs> because he, he was shamming on the team. You just had you have no place for Johnny Davis, and but on a rebuilding team like you just said, he on a rebuilding team where the, the emphasis to where the priority should be trying to develop these young guys, you would probably want to see Johnny Davis getting those minutes. So, I mean, I think that a lot of contending teams who are trying to make that playoff run could definitely um, use the skill set of a guy who can be that sharpshooter off the bench and who can attack the basket, who you know is not doesn't have a high usage rate and could be you know, a source of points off the bench. So I think that they should definitely explore buying him out. And because I do like Shannon, man, but he just doesn't fit the timeline right now. Like I said, I want to see what Johnny can do because we have to find out right now what Johnny can do, whether he is part of the future and what, or he's, if he's not. And I think it's more pivotal to see what Johnny Davis does than to have Shannon on the team. And and then I, I said this with Tyus. I said this with Kuz. You know, if this was a team that was trying to gear up to win, I wouldn't have any problem with any of them on the team. And I was a big emphasis of of, mix, of ma- us making major moves at the deadline. So um, I, I think we need to go ahead and explore a buyout for Shannon because we got to see what Johnny can do, man. Because if he's not part of the future, then we've got to figure out what to do with him. You know, 10th overall pick, man, you got you to see what you got in him. And like I said, that was the last Tommy Shepard pick. So um, not a lot of loyalty from the new front office, as you can see. And where does he fit in plans as far as interim coach Brian Key? Because I asked that question about Johnny Davis, both to West Sale Jr. and interim coach Brian Keith, and I kind of got the same answer, which was kind of wait and see. But I mean, look, we're at the second, we're in the second half, so we got to kind of see now. Um, because if he doesn't get minutes in the second half of the season, I don't think he has a future here. Because two years and you're not seeing significant minutes with the Washington Wizards, I mean, it's, it's going to derail his career, man. I don't see what is going his career is going to be. Because if you try to flip him, he doesn't have any value, and if you keep him. You've got to give him minutes. So it's going to be interesting to going forward uh, what they intend to do with Johnny Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I'm um i looking at Shemette's, uh contract right, real quick because I know DeLon, you know, he had he only had one year left. This, I mean, this was the last year's contract. Yeah, yeah. Landry is actually still on his contract for this year, of course, 2024-25, which is actually non-guaranteed. Then he has a club option in 2025-2026. So he still has two years left on his deal after this season. So I know it's a little bit more complicated. 
uh, with his contract. So they still have an opportunity to trade him in the offseason. It's not like DeLon where they, you know, he's a free agent, Tyus free agent this yeah, offseason. Yeah. So they still have an opportunity to kind of package him uh, with somebody. And his contract's not terrible. It's $11 million, which is about right for DeLon, you know, mid-level exception. So, yeah. I, I, you know, I see them kind of packaging him up with somebody else this offseason. I think that's the only yeah. way you're really going to move him. I know they try to move him at the deadline, but of course nobody really was interested like that. DeLon, they tried, but the Bucks moved on. They got Cameron Payne. And uh, I'm sorry, no, they, they traded Cameron Payne for Patrick Beverly. But yeah, Landry, I mean, yeah, he, he, he like you said, he's super athletic. He's a good finisher around the rim. He can shoot the three, plays hard. Uh, he's a good professional, you know, good player, culture guy, all that good stuff. So, you know, but like we both said, we can see those minutes possibly go somewhere else. And, you know, Corey Kisper's playing really well, too, off the bench. So, you know, you got a shooter right there. You can never ha- have enough shooters. Yeah. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens with, Land- with Landry in the offseason. I think he I think he ends up being traded. Yeah, same here, man. I mean, I think they definitely need to explore buyout option and, and be very transparent with him and have that conversation. But he's definitely an asset because I believe that, you know, every contending team needs a guy who can shoot off the bench who could be that microwave score off the bench. So I, I'm with you. E. I think he definitely, if he's not bought out, he can definitely be moved. And with, like, you know, several guys on the roster, um, I could see a move at, at, at tra- trade day, a move, kind of like this previous offseason where a lot of these moves are made before the draft. I can definitely see that because now we got two first-round picks and they could pie you as a player too and, and try to move back into the lottery. And two lottery picks, man, would be sweet. But, you know, in another scenario, and obviously we're going to talk about this, man, And because um, I know you get, um, everybody wants us to talk a lot you know, about draft stuff. Um, but it's going to be interesting, you know, because um, there are some gems at the end of the first round. I'm looking at Isaiah Collier, which his draft, draft stock has fallen considerably, and his performance has been picking up, so we might be able to get a guy in, in the end of the first round. But, again, another episode for another day. So we're going to get into Ryan Rollins. He was is a new member of the Milwaukee Bucks. But the question is, he should we have given him another chance? We're going to answer that. But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by Better Help. So it is 2024, and sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest, right? Big or small, certain things can really start to get at you, I'm trying to tell you. It's important to let that out. Always let it out, especially into someone who's unbiased on your life. So today, I want to say how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking about the same thing this week, and that is Maybe you're down because of the economy. I mean, right now, groceries and pretty much every bill is, is making it hard right now. So that can definitely definitely cause some issues as far as mentally with you. So I got the cure for that. Better help. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team. And it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try, right? Because it's entirely online, designed to be flexible, and suited to your schedule, which is huge. So all you have to do is visit BetterHelp.com dot com slash locked on the nba to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p dot com slash locked on nba so ryan rollins and um th- this is from shams sharanya um and he says the milwaukee bucks are signing guard ryan rollins to a two-way contract agents mike silverman and brandon nice name Grier, mm-hmm. of equality or equity basketball told at athletic the former Warriors second round pick spent time with the Wizards this season and now lands with the Bucks. So we all know if you don't know, I mean, the situation with Ryan Rollins, you know, the, the theft and, and and stuff of that nature. Um, you know, E that Ted Leonsis is very hesitant to retain guys who have issues off the court. You know, we saw the you know Gilbert Arenas um 
when he first bought the team from um a Pauline man you know Gilbert arenas was sent out of here to orlando and then later um and then john wall his saga so looking at that you know looking at ryan rollins and the fact that he is a young guy who has potential do you think the wizards should have gave him a second chance and try to work with him or do you think what he did was was bad enough to where a second chance wasn't warranted um i i i initially i agree with the move with them just releasing him yeah but i i do believe a second chance is i am happy i will say i'm happy that he's getting a second chance i am happy that another team is giving him another chance to play i think he's a young talented player he definitely certainly needs help for sure um for him to go into a target and just you know keep stealing you know when you are i get it you know nba money sometimes yeah you know it depends on how they manage their money, how players manage it. There's no excuses for going to a Target and stealing soap and deodorant and candles and whatever stuff, whatever the stuff he was stealing. I do get it that, you know, when you're a rookie, you're, you're on a rookie contract, a lot of that money can go pretty quickly. You know, agents get a percentage of the money and, you know, you, you buy your cars, fancy clothes, or just however you deal with the money. I get it. You know, they're not as they may not be as you know well off as people think they are. Some players when they're on a rookie contract. But like I said, it's still no excuse for stealing whatever he stole out of Target. I am happy that he's getting – once again, I'm happy he's getting the second chance for the Wizards. They're trying to build a different culture, a new culture, and I, I, I get the reasoning why, you know. And who knows what happened behind the scenes. Maybe Will Dawkins and, and Schlank and Winger, they had a conversation with him before he stole. Maybe maybe he stole one or two times. Yeah. And they were notified about it. They sat him down and told him about it. Maybe he went back and stole again. They were like, hey, we're going to try to work with you. You just can't do this. And maybe he went back. Like I said, I don't know behind closed doors. Maybe it's like something like that happened where they already told him, like, hey, we see you. We heard you got to stop this. And then he went back and did it again. Yeah. And if, he, if that was the case, and I understand them releasing him now. Um, sometimes, like I said, you give players second chances. We've seen players for other crimes get other chances. You know, Miles, I'm a big fan of Miles Bridges. Unfortunately, you know, so what happened with him with the domestic incident? Yeah, he got a second chance. He got suspended. Hornets kept him on the team. So we've seen a lot of things happen in football and and basketball where players are definitely given a second chance. They're kept on the same team and stuff like that. So it, it, it's definitely a, a dicey situation and stuff like that. But um, I, I I do think looking back at it, they they kind of made they kind of did make the right decision. I was fine with what they did. Yeah. I was upset when the news came out. I was like, they really waived Ryan Rollins? Are you kidding me? This guy has talent. He can play. I, you know, he did really well in the summer league. He's athletic. He can play. You know, he can defend and all that. Um, athletic. So, yeah, it, it, that's a good question, man. Looking back at it, would I would I have kept him? But I knew I knew he was going to get another chance in the league. I knew another team was yeah. gonna was gonna was gonna sign him uh, later on. But to make a long long story short, man, ah, would I have kept him? No, I, I think looking back at looking back at it, I think they made the right decision. But I, I am a big fan. Of, I'll be rooting for him. For it for, for the rest of his career. Oh, same here, man. But he I mean, but he needs he needs better help too. He needs <laughs> he needs to, to see a psychiatrist and whatever yeah. is going yeah. on. You know, he definitely needs to talk to somebody. Yeah, I mean, and like you said, it, it's it's really tough to tell behind the scenes what was said because, like you said, this could have been an issue where he's done it before and they've had a conversation with him. But I'll say this: if he was released or if he was released solely on that one incident. 
I kind of wanted them to work with him, man. And the reason for that is this, man. Yeah. You know, everything's perspective. Everything is always perspective, right? It's kind of like one of those situations um, where you walk into the store and you see a young mother stealing diapers. And in one hand, it's like, what are you stealing diapers for? In the other hand, it's like, she's stealing diapers for a reason. And I get it. And I get it. I, you know, people are about to say, oh, well, he's an NBA player. And like you said, e, not every NBA player is making significant money, man. And it's kind of like, I mean, and I get it. They're still making a lot more money than we are. But the, here's the thing. You just don't know what's going on behind the scenes, especially another aspect to look at mental health you know growing up man i knew people man that stole stuff just to steal stuff i mean and it's just like it's just something you know this is what they did i mean everybody you know it's just one of those things where if it's a mental health thing you know deal with that because I, yeah he's a young player he's got potential and i'm a big believer in second chances man now once you get the third and maybe even fourth man it's kind of like all right man what are we doing here but you know i definitely am a believer in second chances man um like i said i'm a big fan of miles bridges now don't condone what he did, obviously, but you know, every situation, man, there's always a different perspective and a different view, man. And it, and that's why it's really tough to judge to judge situations like this because one, we don't know what was said behind the scenes in the office with Michael Winger, um, and Will Dawkins. You know, like I said, this could have been a reoccurring issue, but I'm just hoping I hope that you know, don't feel I, I don't think that you should just get rid of a guy because he has an issue. To a certain degree, um, people forget old school people definitely know Dennis Robin. Man, I mean, if you look at the issues he had at the end of his Detroit Pistons tenure, it did a lot of issues of him <laughs> losing his mind in San Antonio. But when you find the right place, right situation, man, you could definitely find a diamond in the rough from a guy who be labeled, you know, locker room cancer or having issues. You know, there's always the right place for somebody like that, man. And like I said, Dennis Rodman key acquisition for chicago bulls man and you can definitely argue that without him they would not have won those the the, the second uh three p in my opinion because he was that pivotal so um i get it um at the time i, I definitely got it because it's kind of like you know you should know better you know there's a standard like you know you're not supposed to go in there and steal stuff from a target i mean you should know that as well as we both of us know that <laughs> he ain't supposed to go to target still not. <laughs> but like i said it's you know i always look at other factors man mental health is is it is right now you can argue that mental health is, is a crisis right now in our society and yeah, mental health you know right now it's a big issue and you just don't know what's going on man i mean you know it could be stuff behind the scenes so you know i'm holding out hope that you know he can definitely further his career and be productive and figure out and work on whatever issue he has man because i mean I, i've had my fair share of issues i'm definitely not anybody to talk about being perfect man like i said most of us have dealt with stuff man and just like i said go go talk to somebody and hopefully the milwaukee bucks they put him in a position to succeed, man. And that's my biggest thing is just work with a young man, get him right, man. Because the biggest thing at the end of the day, he's a young man. And he made he made his mistake. And hopefully he learns from that and he moves on and he becomes a productive NBA player. So that, that's kind of the way I look at it, man. Yeah, and we saw Jameis Winston. You know, he stole crab legs out of a grocery store. <laughs> you know, look at him. He's had a long yeah. NFL career. Yeah, it's been up and down or whatnot. But you know, you haven't really seen any off the field. Well, there was there was one incident, but. For the most part, he's been fine, you yeah. know. So, like you said, uh, I think if he was a more – if he was a player that was getting more playing time and, you know, um, a more decorated player or had more accolades, I think they would have kept him, of course. Like, if it was, you know, Kuzma who did something like that, I don't think they would release him, you know, because, you yeah. know, he's, he's a more – they're invested in him more. But since he was, you know, more of a two-way player, they're like, okay, we're just not going to tolerate it all for this incident – and this happened too with um, it was either not Chris McCullough, but it was Devin Robinson who was on the Wizards, and he yeah. got a fight. He got in a yeah. fight with uh, an Eagles player. 
The Eagles player was a defensive back. I think his name was like Jalen Mills or something like that. He got in yeah. a fight. I, I thought Devin Robinson was talented too. And then the previous regime, they just cut him. It was one yeah. incident, and they're like, yeah, you're gone because, you know, he's a two-way player. So it, it kind of reminds me of that, that situation too. Yeah, Jalen Mills. I, I think he was a guy that had like green hair when it. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you said, um, it, it's really tough to really judge, man, because we don't know what the conversation was inside the office, man. You know, like I mm-hmm. said, if this is a reoccurring issue, then I get it, you know. But if it wasn't, you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a big second chance guy, man. You know, that's why mm-hmm. if you look at, you know, we made we had videos about almost anybody that's had issues. You know, Kai Jones was a video that we had, and yeah. you know, I, I believe I definitely believe that people make mistakes, man. You know, I've made my fair share of mistakes, and it's by God's grace that I'm in the position I am now, man. Because you know, right. you know, that's the thing. We all are subject to making mistakes, man. So, um, at the end of the day, the way I'm looking at it, it's like this, man. I just want him to get his, you know, whatever he's dealing with straight. Just for the longevity of his life, man. You know, just for him to live a life where he doesn't have to have these issues and get himself together and have a productive NBA season or NBA career because he is definitely talented. And um, so wish him well, man. So um, before we roll, man, you want to chop it about anything else, man? No, that's it. Uh, maybe tomorrow we can talk about the All Star game a little bit and the dunk oh, contest. God. <laughs> <laughs> the soap opera All Star game. All right, we're going, ahead. we're going to go ahead and go from there. Um, definitely appreciate you guys, man. Uh, we will definitely see you guys tomorrow. We're going to chop it up about the All-Star game and the dunk contest because, I mean, former Hoya, Mac McClellan, I'm just saying, he's looking all right. So yes, uh, definitely appreciate you guys, man. So wherever you get your podcast, definitely five-star review is much appreciated. On the YouTube side, like, subscribe, comment below. Let us know what you guys think. Should we have tried to help Ryan Rollins or was it riding on the wall and was that a necessary move? So definitely let us know. So hail to the Wizards and see you guys tomorrow. Peace.